On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win against the best team in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves, at least by record. And it's the Mavs' signature win. Let's talk about it. How do the Mavs get this done? What does it mean for the Mavs going forward? Luka and Kyrie, they're those guys. We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Where we let it ride. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Maps your first listen today where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this, like the video on YouTube, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section what's one thing that stood out to you in this Maps win against the Timberwolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. And joining me from 105.3 The Fan, what you got for me, Reg Atatula? Um, Bed bugs are not something you want. Just wanted to put that PSA. Are you in Paris like a year ago? No, no, and that's the thing that makes it even worse. I don't know where these things came from. There's not an, um, an enormous amount of them, thankfully, but there's just enough that I have to, to overturn my entire apartment. So, did you happen to come into contact with any Timberwolves? Was this like a? <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what? To, you gave we might have figured this out. We might have figured this one out. Oh, Mavs win. We'll talk about how the Mavs come away with this win: 115 to 108 against the Timberwolves. Held the Timberwolves to 108 points. Feeling good about that one. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Luca and Kyrie, obviously, with the incredible contributions they made to this game. Basically decided we're winning this game. We'll talk about how they were able to do that. We'll talk about some of the role players that stepped up in this game. No Derek Lively in this one. No Exum. We'll talk about the role players that, that stepped up. That's... <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that. But, You're excited, uh, aren't but you? Let's start here. No, I almost made a really <laughs> stupid joke. Uh, what's the joke about that? I wasn't the dad that was. was... Yeah, I was. I was. I'm not the stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> These role players were not the dad. <laughs> stepdad. They, they were, were the, the dads, dads that, that stepped, stepped up. up. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But let's start here. This is the signature win for the Dallas Mavericks. Several weeks ago, I had Dana Larson on this show. who's a weekly weekly contributor when it's not holiday season. Uh, and she's going to volleyball camps everywhere. And she said, one of the things the Mavs need is to get a signature win. And if you started to look at this next stretch of Mavs games, they're playing this section right now where there are a bunch of home games in a row. They've just played three. They're about to play four more. Ton of home games. And then there's a stretch where the Mavs are about to play a really tough stretch of the, of the schedule. And I was like, all right, can the Mavericks in this homestand build up to a signature win? And the Mavericks said, no, we're going to do it right now. We're going to get it done right now. Reggie, what's the first thing that you look at in this game that gave the Mavericks this win that makes it the signature win? Defense. They, they, they found some defense, um, and that's kind of a little bit of late, but this is where it comes to a head. You're playing against a team with some size. You're playing against a team with a guy, and you know what I mean when I say like a guy. Uh, that guy that's yeah, like, hey, he's he going to go get a bucket, and you know that you're going to have to contend in closing time. And they answered, or at least like for a single night, they answered a lot of those questions when it came to playing a level of defense, uh, closing out this game as we'll continue to talk about. Like they, 
I mean, signature wins are that for a reason, and they did all the things necessary. And for this team, we knew offense was going to be something they could do. Defense was ultimately the question. They found some of that in a way that uh, I was very impressed by. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely, I was definitely <laughs> impressed by it. Uh, for sure. It's an impressive win, and it's impressive for the Timberwolves side of it that we are so hyped about this kind of win, right? It, it sure. says something about that team and what they've become. And Anthony Edwards is that guy. Like He did some stuff in this game. I mean, he finished the game with 36 points, and I was sitting there thinking, man, I think Josh Green and Derek John Jr. did a good job on him. <laughs> he got 36 points right. in this one. He's just that guy. He's really stepped up into that level and that echelon. But a couple weeks ago, the Mavs lost to the Timberwolves at home. It was December 14th, and Slightly and I were on the post game, and I said, you know what? I feel like the Mavs still match up against this Timberwolves team well. And as long as they have Luka, they can beat what makes the Timberwolves good because what makes the Timberwolves good is they've got those two bigs, and it's really hard to score at the rim against them, obviously, because of Rudy Gobert, and then they're able to stretch the floor in a way on offense. They're able to create enough buckets, create enough baskets to win, and the the Mavs and Luka just negate the Rudy Gobert advantage in every way. Like, I, I think he hates playing this team. He had a dunk. There were a couple of uh, Timberwolves media guys around me. He had this dunk. I can't remember. I think it was the third quarter where he threw it down. Like, Rudy Gobert just threw this dunk down with ferocity. And these these Timberwolves media guys around me were like, I didn't even know he had that in him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he's got it in it for this team. Because if you remember, on this show, Theo Pinson a couple years ago was talking about the Mavs versus the the Utah Jazz first-round series in the playoffs where Rudy Gobert took a hook shot, hit Jerry West in the face, and he was cracking up about it, and the whole <laughs> bench was cracking up about it. And so I think ever since that series, Rudy Gobert has had something out for the Mavericks, and it just didn't work out for him in this one because Luka can just negate what he does on defense. He can get to a spot. He can get to that short mid-range shot, and he's got the timing and the touch to be able to throw it up, throw it up there and then – when Gobert's off the floor, the Mavs got to the rim. Basically, like they got to the rim a ton. Uh, yeah. They took they took thirty four percent of their shots at the rim, which is like average for a team. But that's very good for the Mavericks. The yes. Mavericks are not good Absolutely. at getting to the rim, but they took twenty nine shots at the rim. It's just very good for them. Yeah, and you mentioned they have you know what they can negate um, Gobert. You're, I know you're mostly talking offensively. I thought defensively also. You saw a better yeah. implementation of the thing that they were trying to do against uh, Gobert, or I guess like for his defense, because um, they tried to pull him out. Obviously, you don't have the size to contend with them, so no. let's put guys on the perimeter, make him have to guard away from the rim. And it felt like last time they played, he was able to still rotate back and use that mobility. I was actually impressed for him that it was like, okay, he's managing to play away from the rim in a way that you know you don't expect of him. That was not the case in this game. They were able to move him around and make it so that him and Cat were not close to the rim, and that's some of the things that allowed them to get downhill. But it just it clearly made the Timberwolves very uncomfortable having those guys out away from the basket, and then they weren't able to rotate and defend in the ways that they were previously against these maps. And say what you want about the referees in this game. I don't think they were particularly good. And I felt like there was a shift where the Mavericks were getting some positive calls and then they yeah. sh it shifted later. And then the Timberwolves are getting some positive calls. I mean, there's a, there's a play in the first half where Dwight Powell just like throat punches <laughs> Town, and Towns got his fourth foul on it. So, I mean, say what you want, but they, there was just inconsistencies. I thought Luca wasn't getting any body fouls. Like there's all kinds of stuff, but no, the Mavs were aggressive and they were attacking and they weren't, yeah. they weren't, they weren't playing scared in that way. And so Towns and Gobert were chasing guys around and that's how they got into foul trouble. And so Towns only plays, he finishes with 27 minutes. He only had like 15 minutes. I think at the end of the third quarter, did he play the whole fourth? Uh, yeah, I think he, 
Yeah, he only played 15 minutes at the end of the third, so he must have played pretty much the whole fourth yeah. quarter there. And, and I so, thought there was a point in time where I thought he was going to pick up that fifth or actually the sixth one because yeah, within he got that five, last yeah. four minutes, I thought he was going to pick up that sixth one that I think they gave to McDaniels, and I was like, okay, so he's going to keep going. But there was there was a couple of instances where he had an opportunity to foul out. There was also the play late when he hit Kyrie out of bounds where, he, where they just called it an out-of-bounds play, but Kyrie had gotten knocked out of bounds. I thought, that, yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be his sixth there. Uh, but – but the Mavs, what my point is this, the Mavs were able to uh, to attack, be aggressive, and the Timberwolves guys got into foul trouble. And if that happens, I mean, Ant got three fouls pretty quick in that first quarter too. So, I mean, they were aggressive. They were out there. They were going to the rim when they don't normally necessarily do that. Uh, they took 43s, but that's what they averaged. It's not like they were jacking up a bunch of threes either. Yeah. And the Timberwolves, I thought, were playing well. They only hit 31% of their threes. Um, but you look at this, they were rebounding the ball really well. They, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're getting buckets. They shot 43% from the field overall. So it's not like they just had a terrible, like really off shooting night necessarily. And the Mavs went in and took this one. It's a signature win for the Mavericks. You feel great about it. And it was on the backs of the two stars, Luca and Kyrie, and especially Kyrie late, man. Kyrie was so good. Late. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is what you go and get Kyrie Irving for, like in essence, right? You, there's the idea that he comes in as a veteran presence in this locker room, which he absolutely has, right? And you yeah. know, brought that level. But just bucket maker Kyrie is what you got this got for. And you you saw uh, Luka Doncic over the last month, obviously has a ton of thirty point games, but you could see some games where he was not in peak Luka, Luka closer mode. And it was like, man, this is where you need Kyrie. And then this is the game where that shows up, where it's like, okay, for some instances and a few, you know, a few of these possessions, Luca is not going to be the right guy for this particular set of circumstances. Oh, well, now you have Kyrie to then get into the middle of the defense and, you know, be able to put up a jumper or just make a difficult shot when a difficult shot needs to be made outside of the structure of an offense. And yeah, this, this is what you go get a second star for. This is what you get that guy in particular for. How did that guy come away with the win? How did they do it? And there was a moment in this game that I think shifted the fourth quarter for the Mavericks. I'll tell you what it was coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has the tickets for you. You can go to Game Time right now. I'm on their website as we speak right now. They've got tickets for the NFC wildcard, Packers versus Cowboys on the 14th of January. That's next week. The wild card is next week, Reggie. I know I'm not like the best football guy, but man, that snuck up on me. Uh, yeah, we just had what they call the season finale. And so, yeah, we're, we're headed into playoff football. Uh, ever since Joe Burrow went out, I've not paid attention to football. But, Can't blame you. $143 to go to the wild card game. So if you want to check out that, go ahead and see what they have at game time. You can see the view from your seat and all that. And they have tickets to a bunch of other stuff too. It's not just the... Uh, it's not just football. It's not just sport. They have all kinds of stuff. They have tickets to home Mavs against the Grizzlies for 19 bucks right now. Stars versus Wild on Wednesday, 19 bucks. So you can get all kinds of stuff at game time. Again, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Uh, again, that code is, is locked on. They've changed it. It's locked on for $20 off your first purchase at game time. Again, download the app, create an account, redeem that code. It's just locked on for $20 off. Download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you that got to see at the game tonight and uh, and met. And I appreciate when people go, are you the guy from Lockdown Maps? Yeah. <laughs> that is right. Uh, Mavs get the win against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's their signature win so far this season. We're feeling really good about it. How did it come about? Let's start walking through this one. Uh, there is a moment 
Five minutes, 53 seconds left in this game. Okay. Anthony Edwards hits a jumper, and he hit a lot of tough jumpers in this game. He's just Is this the bank? He's just very good. It's a three-point running pull-up oh, off okay, of a yeah. fast break. They go, you know, they go up by uh or they're they're down by two at that point. They had closed the lead. The Mavs had a nine-point lead, and then Anthony Edwards hits this shot. It, it drops down to, to two. Mavs take a timeout. And on the way to the bench, Anthony Edwards, after he hits this jumper, he kind of hit it in Kyrie's face. He's going at Kyrie. He's just talking his stuff, you know, yep. talking trash. Honestly, he deserved to. He was killing He was killing him. And he was just talking, you know, he was talking some some smack to, to Kyrie. Kyrie just looks at him, nods. You know, it's like the, like the uncle. Like he just kind of like the Uncle Drew just kind of like nods at him. Like you earned that one. All like, right. Okay. Like, all right. And then after that moment, I went back. Anthony Edwards missed two threes after that. He scored four points. And Kyrie Irving scored six points. He hit two threes, got two rebounds, one of them on offense, got a steal, and the Mavs got that win. They were plus plus 11. The Mavs were plus 11 after that moment because they ended up you know, getting the win, pulling it out. And I felt like Kyrie kind of took that and was like, all right, that's my last motivation. It's the you know, the fake Michael Jordan motivation story where like, he had to find something to get that motivation. And I right. felt like that was the moment where things shifted and the, the Timberwolves took a six point lead even after that, but the Mavs ended up rallying back and Kyrie Irving hit those, those two extra threes. And it was just huge after that. And I felt like that was just a moment in this game. I, I also wonder, cause like, look, it's these, these young Timberwolves, they're not uh and being on top of the West when it comes to the standings, they're not short of uh, bravado, let's say. No. It felt like right around that time you had Cat also kind of running his mouth when he makes some shots, sure. getting around, uh, getting to the paint, drawing fouls, and he was doing all the fist pumping and jawing. Like, running his mouth. We don't know in what tone or like what voice <laughs> he, was, he was using. <laughs> but no, like they, they definitely had a lot of these things, and it's one of the things that I applaud the, um, the Nuggets for is they seem to have something within them where they go, this stops now. Yeah, And it felt like the Mavericks conjured up just a little bit of that. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're speaking of. Because Cat also hit a few threes down near the end of that. And they were just like, no, this stops now. And in part, it was because of they have really active hands now, the Mavs do? Well, th- th- here's the thing about the Mavericks. is we've been ta- we, I've been saying this all year. This Mavericks team, their defense is all predicated on effort. I've asked every single player, and I've asked the coaches, I've asked everybody. It's all They all say it's effort. And so if you can lock in in a game, then you can play good defense. The problem is they don't always do that. And their coach doesn't like hold it upon them, like like try and hold them accountable for that. Yeah. It feels like to me, I'll just say that. I also wonder, I, I wonder, right? Like if you're playing 82 of these things, yeah. how much can you keep like, I need to light the fire under your keister. Like, I don't know how, how easy that is to do repeatedly. And so it, I guess it was nice that you have Anthony Edwards, you know, jaw jacket and then you have Carl Anthony Towns because those guys decided like, hey, man, you guys get in within that three point arc. We're picking your pockets and we're going the other way. Right. And you put up a shot. We're matching your shot and we're knocking it down. And I, I, I appreciated the level of, I guess, grit, for lack of a better, you know, the narrative Definitely. grit that they that they decided to come out with because that absolutely played a huge factor. And in fact, Luca mentioned it after the game where. 
he and he kind of I don't know if this is a misquote or if he was just making this work in the <laughs> best way that he felt so felt fit was your best offense is a good defense was the way that he quoted this in the post game. Kid, kid's been saying that for weeks and he's right. <laughs> and I've, I've agreed with him that he, he is correct at that. And it felt like down the stretch, they utilized that a little bit, that, 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 uh, that seemed to land. So I guess if you want to talk about the coach that at least worked in some ways uh, for them late. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, let's walk through how they, they got this win. Uh, Anthony Edwards hit a jumper with three fifty one left. It was, it was a 24 to nine start to the fourth quarter for the, for the Timberwolves. And this was after Anthony Edwards even went at Kyrie there. Um, and I just wrote like, it just looked like the Mavs were going to lose this game. And this is where that grit that you talked about came from. Mm-hmm. The role players weren't hitting, weren't really hitting jumpers. No, uh, slightly bias on Twitter was, was calculating it and like following it as it was going. And it was like four of 17, four of 19. Four, it's like, they just, they just, and it was Luca and Kyrie. that were the ones keeping them in this game and that were, yeah. hit, they're actually hitting the threes, which is why the Mavs percentage doesn't look so bad. But in the beginning of the fourth quarter, they just, just couldn't hit it, get it done. And then it started three minutes, 30 seconds left in the game. Dwight Powell gets an and one off of Luka double. And Luka got doubled on pretty much every play the rest of this. And the Mavs have gotten used to playing at playing out of Luka doubles. Dwight gets the and one. He makes the free throw. It's a three-point game. The Mavs do this defensive possession where they take out Luka and Kyrie because Kid had a, a use it or lose it timeout before yep. the three minute mark. So he he throws out there and uh, it it just drives me insane that he I, I know they got this win and I know that we're supposed to be positive and say he puts Tim Hardaway Jr. out there on a defensive possession like I just can't I just I just don't understand he's used Tim Hardaway as a defensive. been been an incredible screen taker this year <laughs> he does take charges that that is true or charge taker yeah rather, he does take those. Yeah. The thing I just don't understand why he do, he he thinks of him as a defensive, and I just don't understand. But so, they get, I, I but they do get this like, stop. But they do yes. get this stop on that play. Yes, yes they, they get do. This Mavs call a timeout. Kyrie hits a three after that, ties the game, and then after that, Mavs get another stop. Luca gets doubled again. Luca then kicks to Dwight, who was still in the game, breaking the trap there. Kyrie hits the corner through like two threes right after that. And Mavs take the lead. And they basically never looked back after that. There are some things at the end. Uh, Kyrie got. Uh, Kyrie didn't get the last laugh against Anthony Edwards because, like, at the 122 mark in this game, he was guarding him, and Kyrie couldn't get anything going against Anthony Edwards. I mean, he is just—is that the one where he picks his pocket and takes it the other way, gets fouled? No, it's the one where he blocked his shot. He basically blocked oh, his yes. shot and yes. just threw up there. Yes, Gobert had a bad pass. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. missed the three off of a Luca double. Cat missed the three. Luca got doubled again, and then there's the Derek Jones Jr. wide open dunk in the lane, which basically sealed it for the Mavericks there. But it really was that defensive possession. Dwight's and one, and Lucas or Luke and Kyrie's two threes off of Luka Doncic getting doubled. And the Mavs have just gotten tons of reps in running off of those Luka doubles, where they just find the open guy, and you've got a bunch of different guys that have been out there. And honestly, let's give Dwight Powell a ton of credit for this game. Yeah, for as much as he's maligned a, a week ago or so, I said I'm done with Dwight Powell. Let's move. Let's move on and try somebody else. Rashawn Holmes was available for this game. Didn't see the floor at all. But Dwight Powell, I thought, was really good in this game. And he worked his he worked his ass off. He yeah. worked so hard and he was playing dirty. He was trying he was trying to get any advantage he could in this game. Yeah, man. I mean, he gave you some of the things that like early on the season you thought Grant Williams gives you at times, where it's just like even if there's an undersized situation, which hello, no Derek Lively in this. Uh, the instances where you can just use size and kind of box out and seal and those types of things, which, I mean, I guess 
Dwight Powell has in some ways allowed to stay in the NBA off of those types of things. He yep. turned those up to 10 in this game, and you saw those. And then, as you mentioned, there was a couple of instances where he even passed the ball fairly fairly nicely and, and found Kyrie in that, that corner three. So, no, I mean, absolutely you give him some credit for being able to come out and give you exactly what you need in that moment. And I imagine that's one of the things that coaches uh, appreciate about him is that at the very least, for the most part, you have an idea of what you're getting from him when you put him on the floor. And I think that's something that the Mavs would love to get a better angle on for a lot of their rosters, just consistency. And when I put you on the floor, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And I think that's also when you talk about Exum getting more status, Derek Jones Jr. getting more status. It's because you know exactly what you get from those guys when you put them on the floor. And let's let's calibrate it. Dwight Dwight was very good for what you expected from, from Dwight. Yes, it's not like fair enough. Incredible yes. starting center like production, but he had nine points, five offensive rebounds, four assists. He uh, you know hit you know had went to the free throw line a couple times, and he was really great in the moments when the Mavs needed him to be great. Uh, and he was really annoying. He was annoying yeah. Gobert and Cat, and like that that's part of it. I think you can get in Cat's head. I think you can get in Gobert's head. And if Dwight's down there, like hooking and doing all kinds of weird stuff and punching cat in the throat and not getting called for it. Like, I think there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff that, that you could do down there that, that just tries to get you an advantage in some way, shape or form. So an expert in getting hit in the head, Dwight Powell, he is just, he's got to have a concussion. Like, is there, <laughs> is there a, there's gotta be something where like, it's not, you know, have you ever seen that thing where, uh, I saw a TikTok video where you can slap a chicken like, like 24,000 times and it'll, you'll cook it. Like if you like if you like generate that much heat where you slap the chicken that many like is there something where you get hit in the face so many times like over the course of a long period of time that you get a concussion? I think you're I think you're unironically describing CTE, but also that I'm I'm still perplexed I, by the. Do I have CTE or am I, <laughs> am I describing it? Oh, man. I saw this TikTok. These guys were like, let's try and cook a chicken by slapping it. And I was like, what do you guys think that you like? <laughs> that's so many times you have to slap a chicken. I don't know what to say to that. That's one of those than... where like the math works out. You're just like, I just don't know practically if that, if you can do. <laughs> I think I'm going to go find this video. That's. I Okay. Right. <laughs> it's usually after the bad losses where Slightly and I are talking about giants and conspiracy theories and the Miami aliens and all kinds of stuff. But today. Play the X-Files theme. Today. Ooh. Yeah. Today. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's talk about who else stepped up in this game. Luka was awesome. Kyrie was awesome. But other guys stepped up as well. Let's talk about all of them coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds for you to check out. Again, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And new customers can get a $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Let's go to the NFL. And uh, I'm bringing Reggie back because uh, the Cowboys of, of Dallas, of Arlington, Mm-hmm. Yes, are a seven-point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. Thoughts on the line? Oh, I've heard seven and a half. It's it's a really interesting line there. Um, I I would hate to bet against the Cowboys, but uh, I'm interested in what Jordan Love's been able to put together recently for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Put down five bucks if you're a new customer, and you get 150 in bonus bets on that. So FanDuel.com slash lockdown. You can build a bunch of stuff, too. They have parlays. Uh, I'm sure they have this parlay hub where you can find parlays that have already been built. Like They have a bunch for the college football National championship. I'm sure they're going to have Cowboys. Well, I think they got, they have Cowboys everything. So go check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Shut it down. Let's go. All right, Reggie. We haven't talked enough about Luca. I don't think that's fair. Kyrie was great in this one. Luca, who has um, self-proclaimed the strongest legs in the NBA. 
And I think he's got a great case. Like, he's definitely got a really good case. It stinks for him that he didn't play, like, maybe 10 years ago and we had a little bit more back downs, right, where he could really showcase it. But, no, absolutely, it's in there. Well, as the centers get skinnier and smaller, like, look, at we got Chet and Wemby now. I mean, he he should be able to keep doing it. They should push it more. I mean, we've been calling for Luka post-ups, but Luka was, was awesome. He played almost 40 minutes. He was chucking threes at the beginning of this game, but finished with 34 points, eight assists, five of 12 from three. So it ends up being a good percentage. He hit a, he hit, he must've hit. In the second half, he was three of five from three. Excellent. Mm. Uh, From three in that one. And just, it doesn't matter against this Timberwolves team to him. Like he can just, he can find a shot and he's getting shots in different ways. Now his mid range has come back a little bit. He's just taking like, I've got the ball. No one's close to me. I'm just going to take a shot from wherever I am on the court. Like I've been doing a project for another YouTube channel. I've been watching the 2000, the 2011 uh, Mavs versus Lakers series. And it's so weird to go back even just 12 years ago and try and watch basketball where like JJ Barea will catch the ball in like, or, or jet Terry will catch the ball just at like 18 feet and just pull up for a jumper because that's like the best shot that they can take right yes. there. Instead yes. of taking the three steps back to try and get a three, like it just feels so different sometimes. Uh, and yeah, points, every, are, every, points were way more precious back then too. Yes. Every once in a while, I'll go back and watch like, you know, NBA TV and they'll be playing like yeah. a 1980s all-star game. And I'm just like, oh, my brain is so different <laughs> than what it used to be. No, absolutely. No, you're right. The, the mid-range game and all of this, I feel like is a benefit of him getting better at shooting, shooting from deep. And so, like yeah, a lot all, more it all of these stems down from that, yeah. Like all of uh, you have to close out a lot harder, right? And because he has been so lethal from deep, and now it gets a little bit different. But also, like him and I'll lump in Kyrie because he deserves it. They seem to be putting dudes on skates and being able to, like, obviously we know that they can manipulate them, but they were showing this in a big way against a team that is very well defensively inclined. And so they got to they got past these guys, get these guys on their back a lot. And this is a Minnesota Timberwolves team that, especially last time we saw them did a good job of staying in front of Luka. Um, obviously, Kyrie wasn't playing in that instance, but they could not in this game, and that's in large part because these guys were playing so well, especially all, all three levels, right? And you get to being three-level scorer, and defense has got to throw their hands up because I don't know what you can do with no. two of these guys on the floor at the same time. Now, as soon as Luka starts hitting threes, you just can't do anything. I mean, we said that all year. Every every win, it feels like we're like, oh, Luka hits his threes. You can't really do anything against him. He can just do what he wants, and he basically did. The role players in this game – Offensively and definitely from three, they were four of 20. Everybody else, except for Luca and Kyrie, they were four of 20. Yeah. But I thought they contributed in their own ways. Derek Jones Jr. had that insane block. Yes. On, on Towns. I mean, that, that, some people were calling it the block of the year. I mean, it was, he came out of nowhere and Gobert didn't see it coming and boom, he just blocked him right at the rim. Uh, he had some really, really good plays too, where he was attacking off the dribble. Like he just had some really good stuff. And then the, the dunk with 24 seconds left in the game. Yeah, man, it's it's one of those funny things because you know that he got bunnies and then he jumps yeah. and you're like, oh, wow, I, I somehow I forgot. Yeah, the verticality that he utilized was super helpful when you're, you know, downsized in that situation. I mean, there was instances where you got him on Rudy Gobert and he's showing the ability to, if nothing else, make it tough on them. Right. I think that that might be the tagline or whatever for all of these other yeah. for all the role players. is All right. Kyrie and Luca are, go- are going to do the offense at this point. We've made that very clear. We are going to make it hard on the Timberwolves to do everything else. When we talk about active hands, they, these are all the people that factored in. When we talk about getting in passing lanes, right, getting in passing lanes, making it tough for them to switch the ball. Like it, there was a point in time where I looked up and I was like, wait a minute. The Timberwolves are not penetrating. They're just moving around the horn. 
And I thought that that was in large part because of the active hands and, you know, being in the passing lanes that this, that the rest of the role players were doing. And Derek Jones Jr. factored in my, heavy in that. Uh, you mentioned Dwight Powell. Um, Josh Green, I think, did a right. good job, even though there was points where Anthony Edwards is going to beat him in those situations and put him on skates. He didn't give up. In fact, there was a, a couple of possessions. He puts him on skates, gets by him, and then the next one gets by him, but then Josh Green doesn't give up and gets a block from behind. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Right? Like, that is that is the effort and the just mucking it up from, I think, a lot of these other guys. Mucking up might not be the right way of saying it, but just making it difficult, going in and just putting in, I guess, the effort that you're talking about when it comes to making this defense work. Yeah, mucking is definitely that's that's what they're doing. And <laughs> you would think that okay, you've got Gobert on one end and and Towns and Nas Reed coming in, and then you've got no Derek Lively and just Dwight Powell and the Mavs playing small a lot on the other end. You'd think that the the shots at the rim would be so different. And it was the Timberwolves took thirty one shots at the rim, Mavs took twenty nine. Yeah. It, it wasn't that different. Like they really did contain the the driving and they contained some of that stuff, like you said. And the Timberwolves didn't get to the rim as as much as you would think that they would against a team like that. And they couldn't let them get to the rim because they didn't have anybody back there to, to defend, <laughs> right? Like they didn't right. have Lively to def- depend on to guard some of that stuff. Uh, do you think they've, do you think they've got a better feel of their spacing as well? Cause I, you know, reminiscent of the team that goes to the Western conference finals a couple of years yeah. ago, it felt like they just kind of had, were more compact defensively at all times to leave less room for drives. And it feels like this team is starting to find a little bit more of that right spacing. And of course, everybody's got to be on a string because it doesn't work if not everybody's not in the same place. Do you feel like they're finding that level of defense? Well, it's one of those things where this Timberwolves team, like Rudy Gobert got in foul trouble a couple of games ago and they took him out. And I was like, I don't know if that's good for the Mavericks because with Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert on the floor, you don't have to space at all, even if you have sure. Cat out there. But when you that's do fair. the Cat Nas Reed lineups and that lineup didn't play well, necessarily in this game but when you have that all of a sudden you're spacing five out and you have size so you're like okay well i gotta and then kyle anderson's not really a shooter uh i don't think that like jordan mclaughlin is not necessarily that great of a shooter you want two of seven in this game but not one that a defense is going to account for at the very least Jaden mcdaniels missed five threes like like some of their guys that you'd expect to hit a couple like they just didn't go off like they had in the past like we didn't get the nas reed eight threes (laughs) threes I still think about that. Like, did I just did I just happen to catch him at the right time, or is this something he he's been he, doing? I had to go and look at it. He is a good shooter, but the Mavs just left him open so many times. They didn't have to do. They didn't have to do that in this one, right? Uh, at all. I also want to give credit to Grant Williams. I thought he hit yes. he hit one three. He had a couple of really good. He had that one drive in the fourth quarter against yep. Gobert right to the rim, and right after that, his he came up kind of limping and he limped back. That was at the six twenty mark, uh, but he he just it was a great heads up play. Uh, he was pretty pretty good defensively too where uh towns was trying to like attack him and he's you know guys scored a couple times on him but i thought overall he contributed to this even even though like it's not going to show up on the stat sheet he only played 20 minutes but he ended right. up playing he had that weird ankle thing that he was a game time decision but i thought he contributed yeah i agree i mean you, you you said the things right anything that i was going to add you absolutely mentioned and down to the you know that that drive that he takes go so, and is able to finish like i think that's honestly just kind of a you know a, a picture of the way that this team played where they were like the size be damned we know that we can get to what we need to in order to get past you the maps can win against this team like the, i think yeah. they, they match up well against them and as long as they hit threes they can beat anybody really and the stars hit threes and their role players didn't it wasn't even it for the maps it wasn't even like an xm seven threes t- type game or Derek jones yeah. jr five threes type game so well that's because xm didn't play that's why if, Dex, if xm that's played cr- he clearly would have knocked right. down all the threes excuse yeah. me xm family i i, I, I apologize <laughs> uh, distant cousin you didn't know that yeah <laughs> 
That's right. Uh, from dad's side. Go. <laughs> Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. Listening to the show. We appreciate each and every one. We appreciate each and every one. I don't know why. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I'll be back. And uh, you're going to want to check out this show. I'm just just going to let you know that. You're just going to mm-hmm. want to check out this show tomorrow. So come back. Listen on the podcast. Watch on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.